Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. (laughs) <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and I had the most exciting night. She didn't say yes, she didn't say no, but she did a waltz in swing time and said, remind me that the song is you. Who? I said. Pick yourself up, she said. I won't dance, I said. Then she goes, dearly beloved, and I'm like, I'm old-fashioned. So she just shimmied with me, and it put me to the test. Joining us today are the usual never-gonna-dancers, including Kevin, I'll be hard to handle, Jager. Always hard to handle, and I don't apologize for it. (laughs) Kimberly are the way you look tonight game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. And with us is today is someone you've definitely seen. Some highlights include, and these hi- these are just highlights, uh, <laughs> Kiss Me Kate, Follies, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Lacage, The Wedding Singer, Sister Act, Mary Poppins, Once on This Island, and Hades Town. Let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to friend of the show, Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Hello, friends. How are you? Welcome. So I got to say all all of those, all of those, those words, that text just reminded me of that, that, that full experience of never going to (laughs) dance. I was like, oh, 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 all of it. Yes. (laughs) That's what you try to do. Yeah, that opening either like brings out PTSD or it brings out like pure joy. So <laughs> I'm happy that it went that way. Yes, uh, it's yeah, it was I, it, I that that entire experience was was one for the books without a doubt. That's awesome. 
Um, we'd never done that intro before. So I'm like with those songs and like that show. So I was super happy to be able to, uh, to, to I'm, do I'm, that one. I'm here for it. I'm happy to have yeah. been here. For it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get started with anything, what are you drinking? What are you what drinking? Are drinking? Oh, me? <laughs> well, Anyone. I, I, I fin- I'm finishing off the bottle of champagne that I started around two o'clock this afternoon. So this uh, champagne with older juice in it. So officially it's a Bellini, but most of the day it's just been just champagne on ice because <laughs> I heard somewhere that, that Jacqueline uh, Bouvier Kennedy Onassis used to have ice in her champagne all the time. I was like, well, she can do it. So can I. So, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. She can do it. Anyone Amen. can. I yes. love that. Uh, oh, Kevin, champagne. did you break out the, uh, the pitcher? I did. I broke out my pitcher of margaritas. And so it's a margarita Monday here at uh, Do you Casa. Do have like a standard pitcher in the fridge now? Like how I always have like lemonade? <laughs> so like I used to use it for lemonade, but then I was one time I made margaritas in it. And then I was like, why don't I just always have a margarita pitcher? I'm an adult. Yes. I can do what I want. And so then I gave myself a margarita pitcher instead of a lemonade pitcher. And I won't say that it's made my weekends more productive, but it has made them glorious. So we're going with that. I love Perfect. it. Kimberly. I have the ends of a gin and tonic that I'll refresh at some point. <laughs> oh, you're, you're a professional. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I am still working through the wedding beers. Uh, we still have a few cases left. And um, so Blue Moon wedding beer. Uh, we're running low uh, not nothing. We're running low on nothing. We still have Coronas, um, all um, Founders All Day IPA and Blue Moon. So uh, slowly but surely depleting. Yeah. And right. I'm working on the gin from your wedding. So we're good. Yeah. Also true. Uh, thank you for drinking gin. Um, <laughs> fantastic. So let, let's dig right into this. What's your favorite musical? Okay, so that that I feel like that's an easy one. It's it's Sunday in the Park of George. I, I for some reason like it's in my head and it's in my head now. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not because of any particular production, but just I think I just keep going through all of these lyrics and these these characters, and it's just I mean, it's just I mean of all of the Sondheim shows, and they're all so beautifully and masterfully written. There's something about that show that just that digs into me. Mm. Now here, if somebody forced you to make the decision, which is the better character, George or Dot? Dot. Which, okay. Yeah, it's 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 unfortunate, but I mean, because I I I wanted to be George because because clearly I'd have I I have a better chance of singing George than Dot. But but yeah, <laughs> there is there's there's something about her, something about the way it's written and that that mm. that journey. That's yeah, it's it's a better it's better for sure. So a Broadway backwards production, you're all about playing dot. All about. Okay. <laughs> I, will have, I will have someone make me a corset. We will do it all. It will yes. all yes. I'm in. Who would be your George? Oh, oh great question. Oh. Who Okay, that's that's really interesting because there there are some people that are like some 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 female identifying actors who I think are like the like just amazing. A part of me w- really wants to say, uh, Nancy Opal. And I, I, I mean, because if I'm going to be Dot, I'm going to have I'm going to have a George that's age appropriate. But I think yes, yes. about Nancy Opal would like I think it yeah it would be it would be like a Nancy or. Wow, I mean, I'm honestly another one who's like really great, like a Harriet Harris who's like like amazing actress 
I, I, I don't know. I mean, because I, I I don't think we'd want to hear Harriet sing it. I love you, Harriet. But like a Nancy <laughs> Opal voice, there would be someone in there who like, like who's been around. Uh, yeah, maybe Nancy Opal. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. We love her. Oh, we love her. She'd be fun. She's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's so well, great. Like around that. Cause I mean, yeah, for me, it would be, it would be one of, it would be one of these, it would be one of the women who've like been, been in this business, been in the trenches for a long time and are like, are fully fleshed out as actresses, as singers, as, as human sure. beings. Yeah. It would be, it would be someone, it would be a Nancy type for sure. Oh, I love that. No. Would you, if you did, would you do it in rep where you would like, you would switch roles switch. every night? If I was singing with somebody else's chords, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's it's one of it's like again, it's like eight shows a week are 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 difficult enough, but then the I think the back and forth would 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 wear somebody out. I think the chords would just like pack up their suitcase yeah. and just you know head out of town for a couple of days. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of. You could do it in rep, but like only on Saturdays. Like <laughs> it's like every yeah. other week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that's fair. Like, like yeah, you like like three shows a week. I mean, three days a week. Do a couple of shows and then rest, rest, rest. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, eight that shows sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. Do it like an opera. You do it once a week or maybe twice. I mean, don't they have the life opera singers? I mean, just yeah. a few days a week. Sing, sing, sing. Rest, rest, rest. Just it seems delightful. Care. Yeah. The voice. The voice. They call it the voice. It's like one of my favorite <laughs> stories about why that character in South Pacific only sings for like exactly eighteen minutes. Yeah. Wait, I don't think I know the story. Oh, so, um, oh, Enzo, what was his name? Enzo. 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 So he came from the opera world, and when they were writing the score and he realized the job was eight shows a week, he did the math (laughs) and was like, I can sing 18 minutes. So what would have been, so probably three three shows a week for him at three hours or so a show. He went... You have nine hours of me singing over eight shows. That, okay, got it. Yeah, so I was like, here you go. That's I mean, hey. and I was like, what songs did they cut? Like, what did they rearrange? Right, like, <laughs> like they let him do that. That's the other thing. Wait, they were true. like, you know what? You're worth it. Wait, yeah. so do you do you do you know the story of uh, Karin Plantagenet, who was in the original cast of Lion King, and she's the no. only person who's not in in the next dance number after the big opening. No. no. Apparently they were rehearsing and they were teching. And at some point during tech, she went up to, um, oh gosh, I just went, I, how did I just forget her name? The director, Julie Taymor. Julie oh, Taymor. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, Julie, Sherry, I cannot dance any longer. I am done. And left the stage. <laughs> so that's the reason her character, there's one gazelle that is not in that number that everybody else is in because Karin was like, I'm not doing anymore. And they let her do it. Same thing with this. It's like, you if you're asking somebody says yeah, then guess what's gonna happen? Yeah. You get out of gotta home. ask. Yeah, you that's gotta ask. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's wow. That's, that's a great incredible. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's the one. Like she she has been known to and this is what this is one of my favorite audition stories ever. She she walked into a an audition one at, at some point, and wherever they had the piano, she was like, Oh no, Sherry. There's a shaft of light over there coming into the window. Can we move the piano over there so that I can sing? And they moved the piano for her so that she could sing in the shaft of light that was coming into the rehearsal room. Did she book it? <laughs> I, I'm, I don't. That's a good question. That I don't know. I'm going to say she did because I'm like, if you're how did that move, land? <laughs> if you're, you're going to move a piano for someone, chances are you're going to hire them. I, I think. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I would think so too. Like if you're going to go through that extra like step to make someone feel comfortable, like in a situation where it's like, this is a little (laughs) outrageous. Like I I feel like you're going to hire this person. Yeah. Yeah. But also if someone asks you to move a piano, what are you going to do except say, okay, let's move a piano. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Probably like whatever like poor music intern was playing was just like, I guess I'm moving a piano. I I think I would have been like, I'm sorry, it's glued to the ground and just seen what they do. (laughs) That's a good question though. Like, what percent of people that come into an audition room, like just let's let's take one day, like yeah. mm-hmm. ask for something outrageously specific? Not not I'm not talking like I'm not talking like you know rude or I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like just something specific, like hey, I actually need to stand over here, or um, you know, oh, could you all like look above me? I don't know, I'm making things up now. Can you move the yeah. piano? Like. I wonder if that's like yeah. a very high percentage, a low percentage. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I uh when when I when I've taught like whether it's master class or just or or regular teaching throughout the year, like when when students are asked like, should I ask if I can take my shoes off? It's like, one, don't ask because you if you get the wrong answer, then you have screwed yourself up and like like emotionally or you're sort of this yeah. place. Yeah, it's like it's like if you can like can I do a split? If you can do the split and and the heels and 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 the skirt, do the split. If you can do what you want to do and and not have to ask them because honestly that that minute and a half to 4 minutes is your audition time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do what you want to do. But if you ask and they ask for the chair and they're like, "Actually, no, we don't want you to get the chair," then then you put yourself you you have to you you screw yourself a little bit. You 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 do put yourself in a position it's like, "Okay, let me try and refocus this as opposed to just going in and doing it." Yeah. That's interesting. But I don't I don't I don't know if I would say just going to move the piano over yourself, just pushing no. it over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> For the shaft um, of light. Yeah, that's three minutes out of your yes. two and a half. Or, or you know yes. 30 seconds, I should say. Yeah, it um, depends on the piano. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the piano for sure. True. Yeah, you have to call, and also like you have to call the building. It's a union building. You have to make sure that they come in and move the piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um ah. So we have a question that we ask here that I'm obsessed with. I don't know. I've never asked if anyone else is obsessed with it, but I love this question. (laughs) If you could go back in time and choose a show to age through, meaning at at the different ages in your career, you could play the different parts in that show. What show would you choose and what would be your trajectory? Oh, gosh. That is... It's interesting because the, the the first thing that's, uh, that comes to my mind is Follies, but that's but that that becomes a different thing because because the women in that show are all such different ages to be able mm. to play any of them throughout those moments would mm. be really would be really cool. Uh, trying to think of like, yeah, ooh, I would I, I could also I would also <laughs> thoroughly modern Millie. I would go from Jimmy to Trevor to Muzzy. That would be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, uh. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> I love that. Um, so you, so so you are currently in Hades Town. Um, yes. You are. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're the dance captain as well as um, Hermes currently. It is true. Wow. What I mean, and and just from you know, I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, we only read through your highlights. What what an amazing, wonderfully uh, diverse show career that you you've been able to participate in. And I guess Thank talk you. about uh, what I'd love to hear uh, from you is 
you know, you've been to the show, you know every part, and we'll talk about the fates in a second. You know every part. Um, uh, what's it like to kind of step in to this character, make this character your own, um, when you really have a full view of the mentally of the entire show? Um, and 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 how does that? How is it different in this role when it's a little bit fourth wall breaking as opposed to other shows? Uh, oh, I have to say with with this show and yeah, being being with it for three years now, uh, it's it's been it's been really interesting because there is there's something to being the dance captain or or covering roles that that you really want to keep as true to what the show is as possible. So wanting to keep as true to what Hades or Hermes might do when someone else someone else is playing those roles nightly uh same thing with the fade same thing with even the workers like like their hand grips that people like so really trying to hold on to that as much as possible mm-hmm. um then uh taking over the role of honestly for me it's it's, it's a very interesting thing because it, it's allowed me to like release a lot of a lot of the stuff that was like oh you have to just do this having having conversations with you know with with Rachel Chafkin and, and Liam Robinson, our musical director to really be able to say, it's like, yeah, you can, these are moments that you can hold on to, but these are also now I can make choices. And the thing that's always been interesting to me is like, I felt because I've, I've either covered or swung multiple shows and always felt like, Oh, this, I, I do this extremely well. And it's great because I love the idea. And part of the reason that I wanted to do Hades town initially was because I wanted to be able to play both Hermes and Hades uh, and the way to be able to do that would be to cover them. Uh, but, and, but what I found is as, as good as I, I am as covering and being able to jump in and making things feel real when I have the opportunity to really sort of live in, in the, in the role, really to spend that time. It's, it feels even better to me than what, than what I thought I was doing well. So it's, it's, it's been great. It's It's been great to know that, Again, the team sort of allows for for different interpretations and it not to feel like, oh, it's just what what Andre did. And and when I'm done, it won't be just what what I did. It'll be there'll be another version of of this this role. Uh, and it's a little bit of that. I think I think it has a I think Hermes has a lot more of that in it than than, say, Orpheus or Eurydice. Their their trajectories are are very clear. But Hermes, mm-hmm. who is the narrator of this show, who, show who gets to really break the fourth wall and speak to the audience, who themselves are a bit of a character in the show. Uh, it's yeah, I think I think it is a little differently to be able to to look out in the audiences and really look into people's eyes and really try and connect and remind them of what's going to happen. Cool. Um, you know where else we connect with people? Where, Brian? Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. <laughs> Welcome to Kevin's corner, which is arguably, not arguably, actually is the best part of the show because okay. it's my corner where I get to ask and say and do whatever I want. So um, today we're playing the name game because I found some interesting things oh. with the three parts of your professional name. So we'll start with, oh, we'll start with T. Um, yes. Your first professional name is the letter T. Um, and I love that. And, uh, it makes me think of tea, like drinking tea, um, which I abhor. 
I hate all forms of cheese. I just, I can't help it. I think it all tastes like stale water. I don't understand how people drink it, but I understand that it's like a worldwide phenomenon and people are like tea crazy, but I just cannot do it with the tea. So what is something that like a lot of people love, but like for some reason you just are like not having it? Ooh. What? Oh, that's a good. Oh, I don't know. Because one, I, I was I was raised in the south, so I was I was going to say, Kevin's like clearly you weren't raised in the south because if you don't like sweet tea, but because I'm honest, but but I, I was raised in the south. Like my my partner does like loves loves like salsa, hates tomatoes, loves pickles, hates cucumbers. I don't mm. understand that. But like I grew up and like I we had to eat everything, so that there's really nothing that. You could put on a plate that I'd be like, yeah, that's a full no for me. Um, See, your partner, I would get along because I'm obsessed with orange juice, but I will uh, never in my life ever eat an orange. Like, how is that even? How is that? I think I don't I don't understand how that's possible. And he and I have had full conversations. He's out there right now saying you're screaming in the apartment. But like, I don't get how you can like salsa or or tomato sauce on a pizza, but you can't eat a tomato. Oh, see, I get that because I'll never put a tomato on a sandwich, but like I will definitely eat like pasta sauce and like. Oh is it a texture thing? Is it like a how it feels going down your throat type of thing? I don't know. It's just I, I just I don't know. It's it's huh. a whole it's a whole vibe. Well, I mean, you'd also never had a strawberry until wow. like three years ago. So but I had my first strawberry when I was twenty five. Excuse I, me. I decided at a young age that I didn't like any food with the word berry in it. And so I just didn't eat any words okay. food with the word berry in it until I was 25. And my boyfriend at the time was like, I am done with this. We are not continuing this ridiculousness. You're eating a strawberry. And I ate it. And I was like, that was delicious. And he's like, I know. <laughs> so it was a little thing. Okay, so we'll move on. So uh, the second name in yeah, your I mean, profession. I mean, it wouldn't be food. I mean, like, I, like, well, I can't, I don't float. So when, when like, people are like, oh, everybody's swimming. like, I'm not swimming. So that that could be the thing that I'm a lot. I'm oh, a no. oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's okay. One. I got Everyone does love to swim. I don't, I don't. Most people are all about going in yeah, the pool. Right. I love uh, that. Not me. Brilliant. Right. Okay, so the second name in your professional name is Oliver. Yes, yes. Um, yes. which makes me think of obviously the musical Oliver. And when I was young, I saw this really, yes. <laughs> and when I was young, I saw this incredible production that I'll never forget because the set was like, basically like the barricades of Les Mis almost, but like even more complicated. And so they were climbing all these levels and everything like that. And like, I remember when Nancy finally gets murdered by Bill Sykes. It Spoiler happened like, alert. Sorry. <laughs> it happens at like the very top of the whole set. And it's like the yeah, only yeah. time people went up there because he like chased her up there. And then he pulls out this like very comical giant knife and killed her. But it was so incredible. And it made me like every time I was in a show after that, especially when there was an incredible set, I wanted to be the person that got to like, climb up on the balcony or like do the ridiculous thing. Like when I was in Sweeney Todd, I wanted to go down the slide. So like, what is one of the coolest set pieces that like you got to like climb on or be a part of in your career? Cool. Let's see. Oh, a couple things. One, I, the Mary Poppins set that, that nursery set and how it came in and out. I still think it's one of, I think, I think the way that Disney magic and what they can do with money, mm -hmm. but what they can do for, for like creatively, like that, that, 
nursery set coming in and out was is still one of the highlights of like the best things I think I've ever seen on a stage. Mm-hmm. I also will say a, a close second would be the the set for Kiss Me Kate, and I got to do it a couple times in rehearsals, but. Uh, Michael Barres's character, Bill Calhoun, he got to climb up these this three level set to get to the top the top level of dressing rooms, mm-hmm. and it's still for me. It's like it was just it was so so amazing to see him climbing over the outside of this to get over these rails to get to the top to to Lois. That's cool. Um, yes, I think those two. Yeah, Good call. that's super cool. And then your last name obviously makes me think of Reed Richards who is from um, the Fantastic Four. He's the uh, Elastic Man. What is he? Yeah, Mr. Brian, yeah. Mr. Fa- Mr. Right. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. And so he's like very stretchy and also a genius um, and the leader of the Fantastic Four. I used to be very stretchy. I used to be very stretchy. but so he was the leader of the Fantastic Four, which was four people who were like a superhero crew. So if you could take four co-stars yeah. from, or three co-stars, including you, from like your entire career, pick like three other people that you would put into like your own Broadway Fantastic Four, who would they be? Okay. Okay. So <laughs> this is not, this is an unfair question. All because as soon as you say this, I think of the cast of Wedding Singer because it that cat it was like being in kindergarten with that cast. Like we we were out of control. Like you know, most shows you go to, you're in a show, and when the director or choreographer or something comes in, if you've been sort of acting out or doing going over the top, and they're in the, they're in the audience, you're like, oh, we got to pull it back. Oh no, John <laughs> Randall would be in the house. Like, oh, John's here. Keep going. So it would it would be it would be uh, J. Lane Marcos. It would be Eric Luan Summers. Yeah. Amy Sanger, the three of them. Yes. Oh my God. We that's love Jay Lane. We love yeah, her. She's hilarious. She's <laughs> amazing. She's one, yeah. Yeah, she's one of the best people on the planet. Also one of the most talented and the funniest women ever. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And so that has been Kevin's corner. We love it. Thank you. Um, we did so, it. So, before you go, so have you, have you ever seen Jay Lane um, dance off the beat? No, no. no. I have to ask her. To, it is. It is maybe the the best thing you will ever see in your life to see her dance off of the beat. Of, it's. I, <laughs> I'm both laughing in my head. <laughs> I'm both laughing in my head and like, but my body's also cringing at the same time. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly the feeling you should be having. <laughs> Excellent. So, good. So good. It's so good. Oh man, I love that. That's <laughs> oh, so I'm good. That's with that. Um. <laughs> so. <clears throat> We've, in a pun intended, in a strange twist of fate, we have had two people now on this podcast with some version of their first name being T, who has had to go on last minute for uh, a part. So T Boyd was yeah. on the show and told us the entire story of how she went on is what Janice, Janice, like, Janice. W- with like two hours before showtime because everyone got the flu or something. She wasn't the understudy. She wasn't the swing. She just like, went on with. Two hours rehearsal up for like the second preview. So we would love to hear your uh, your fate story if you wouldn't mind sharing it with us. Absolutely. Well, once upon a time. We'll be in the dance cap and it's like I, I know all of all of the roles and 
and like doing like teaching some and, and auditions and blah, blah, blah. So it was always this funny thing is like my, my fate was always called side pony because if you're going to do it, you're going to have a side pony and it's going to be cute. But we, so we just, we laughed about it. And like rehearsals, I was like, yeah, blah, blah. T ever has this, but side pony, ha, 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 ha. Never thought anything more of it. And then mid-March comes and there was a Tuesday night and stage management comes to me at the end of the night. It's like, okay, so we're going to be down to four workers on Wednesday. It's like, okay, great. So had some ideas of what it was going to be anyway. So that night go home, like working through the show with only four workers yeah. instead of five. Because oh, there was some crazy, I remember this like two week stretch or something where like people were just F- sharing yeah. like the, the inserts of the like who was on yeah. and out yeah. at Hadestown. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, cr- it was crazy. The, I mean, it was, it was nonstop of, of, you know, a vacation swing here or someone, you know, trying to get somebody back who, who had just done the show. Uh, but yeah, so like got home, went through all of that. Wednesday morning got up. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go to the gym just to clear my head. Cause I know today's yeah. going to be a crazy thing. Yeah. So I get to the gym and then I get a call from stage management saying, all right, so we're now down to three workers. And I was supposed, Andre was out. So I was supposed to be on for Hermes that day. And it was like, okay, so how are we gonna make this work? And and I back and forth the stage management and company management and the general manager. And finally was like, all right, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to be on for Hermes this afternoon because it actually makes more sense for me to be one of the three workers. So if anything really goes wrong, I can at least be there to help fix it. Mm-hmm. So get, get to the theater. Yeah. We all get there yeah. around 1230. So for, for an hour, we are working through every moment of the show, adding the fates into papers, which they're not really in all these things going on for the matinee. Then at we fin- we literally get to the end of going through the show and stage management comes over me and says, so this person has to leave the building, which means they just tested for po- tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. So they had to leave. And at that point, we we're like, OK, so we don't have enough people. So they canceled the matinee. So we look around. It's like, well, I guess we should go over some fate music. So me and the two fates that were still there stayed we went we started going over because i know i know all the dance steps and i know luckily it was fate one means who sings the melody most of it so i'm used oh, to hearing that and singing that yeah there were, there were still some places, like there were some places that i was like yeah i don't know what that is <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know i didn't know that yeah. was what she was singing there okay great so went through that show uh nanette who was our wardrobe supervisor ran out of the building went down to macy's and got a bunch of dresses to see what could work kevin our um Hair supervisor, after we finished that rehearsal, took me over to Al Cohn so we could buy a bunch of makeup because didn't have any there that need any eyelashes. Yeah. So did all that. Got back, we got back to the theater after that. I was like, wait, do, do I have to shave? And he and Annette looked at each other. They're both like, no, you don't have to. And at that point, I went upstairs to the dressing room, started putting on the makeup. Then we got into we got into this chiffon dress and put the earpiece in and it was it was on. Did you have wow. a side pony? I did not have a side pony. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have the side pony. It was, that was the unfortunate thing. I, I had spirit. that that headpiece. In, in spirit, there was a side pony under that headpiece. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. you go. <laughs> did your partner get to like? Did your partner get to make it and see you play? No. A fate. No. Uh, he, he's, he's he's he. Wait. Where was he? No, because I'm trying to think. Because I it was the end of March, which means that he would have had. He would have been, he's, he's a school teacher, so he would have been on, on spring break, but I don't oh, remember sure. where, I don't remember why he didn't see it, but he, he didn't get to see, see me as, as, as a fate. Do you remember it? Or and is I it one of those like blackout and then like the show happened and then you came off and you had done it? 
Totally, totally remember it because it, it was that it was that moment of like, oh, gosh, like it because it, it was funny thinking about it months ahead of time or years ahead of time. Mm. Oh, this wouldn't be so funny if this happened. But actually doing it was and I'm 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 fortunate that like I have extended vocal range and I can sing counter tenor soprano. So I was singing fate one in that register as well. So it's, it was just a lot of thinking of everything that had to go on. But it also was. So cool because think after the fact, just remembering looking out in the house and sort of seeing, seeing that there there were people in the audience who saw themselves on stage for the first time, who sure. who are either transgender or non-binary, and they and they saw that there was room for them at least in Hades Town, if not on other shows yet. But mm-hmm. it, that that I think was the most sort of touching thing. Uh, but getting out of those those boots at the end of the show was delightful. <laughs> so yeah, you get a pedicure a, the next day after that. Yeah. <laughs> so in a scenario like that, where you're, you know, you you you've played the role of swing many times, you you flip from part to part, and this is obviously yeah. like a, a wildly unique situation in the the overall moments of both Hades Town and your career. I mean. Uh, and, 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 and you're lucky in that, like, you didn't have to learn it last minute in some ways because you knew all the steps and all of that. I guess, like, yeah. does something like, have you gone on last minute for a part you didn't know? And how does that compare to it? And if not, um, you know, did, did you feel like, like, it was, I don't know, did it feel like you were, like, taking a bite out of something that, like, it was kind of like a blessing that, like, you as a performer, like, got this really unique challenge in front of you? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, because and but the thing has been because I because I have danced captain so much, all that information is in my head. So it it rarely ever feels like oh crap, you didn't know this. Mm-hmm. Like I had to go on, I had to go on for a couple of the the women's ensemble tracks at once in this island, and it was always like like I I had I my my character's name was Jean Michel, and he was just a little gay. you may not ever know but every once in a while he had a little shoulder in there it was was a little you know a a little little in the eye but for me it's like i can do it i can kind of do whatever i want to because because it's it's a brand new character that's coming into this it's not it is not who this this female actor what she was doing i i'm doing all those steps but but i have to kind of make it something else because that's not that's not who I am. There's there's another person, another human inhabiting it. So for me, it's always like you can you just get to play. You get to you get to step through and and do some things that maybe weren't done before. So it's it's it it's not it's not a blackout moment. It's also not it's not for me a moment of like of really nervousness. I mean, there's always that like okay, just remember you have to do this next. It's, yeah, and that's sure. always yeah. more about. Problems. Yeah, that is that is always that like for me. It's like you just just get if you get the props where they need to get to, nobody gets hurt, mm-hmm. and then just have fun and and try and enjoy it as much as possible because hopefully it's not going to happen again. Did it happen again? Yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. For for uh, fate, I went I went on three times that week. So I went on that Wednesday night, that Thursday, and then I went on. Uh, I think that either that Saturday night or that Sunday. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, there was, there was a possibility a couple of weeks ago that because of what was going on with, with one Persephone was on vacation and one was had, had personal days and the other one was just getting ready. It's like there they, they, there was literally the moment, like I could have gone on for Persephone a few weeks ago. Wow. Like, oh. Can you talk about yeah. like the conversation between, cause like, you've probably been 
privy to a lot of it as dance captain with, with stage management in this last year of like, what is the line of like canceling a show or what is the line of being like, this isn't safe the way we have it. But I've just been so interested in like people who are going on and it's amazing. And then some days it's just like, no. Like, is there, is there ever a performance where there's literally one person pushing all the lamps who's just running back and forth, shoving the lamps? Not yet. No, not yet. And again, like that, that that Wednesday was going to be the, the day that we had the least amount of people. Like we've, we've only had one show that there were four workers. So that show, that Wednesday matinee was going to be the, the first time of a three worker show and, and what we could do to make that work in a way that actually made sense and, and not getting any, not hurting anyone, not, not putting anyone in positions that any, that something, something could happen. Uh, but there, there is also, there's always a conversation now, and especially because we're, we're now in a world where, you know, pre pandemic, like if, if two people were out stage management would call and ask everybody to show up, no matter how sick they were, we, we try now not, to do that because yeah. because of this COVID world. If someone is sick, let them stay someone home and be, let them stay home and be sick and not and not get everyone else sick in the theater. So yeah. there's there's a lot of that conversation. Um but yeah there 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 haven't been many times that we've we've had that call of like this is this is going to be the thing that sort of shuts us down. Like that week that I went on for Fate that Wednesday night and then that Thursday, we also canceled both shows on Saturday, but that was not, that was not even COVID race. That was just because we were down so many people. And then we had uh, one, one more person call out and we didn't have the coverage for it. So they had to cancel the show that day, but that's, you know, that's a, that's also, you know, part of the, the, the scary thing about having a show that's fairly new, even though we were we'd been around oh, sure. for a year before pandemic, we did we didn't we didn't have the the roster of past players that say like a Wicked or Chicago mm. have. So Wicked that, calling if, someone, if someone in who out, hasn't done the show they, in seven they, years, exactly. yeah, exactly. who can figure it yeah, out for, for us? It's like oh, that's so true. Yeah, we, like, fly someone in had, from tour or like nothing. Yeah, well, that you know, I mean, and you, and you know, like when when we when everything started reopening and thing, people started dropping left and right, like. Aladdin was able yeah. to do that. Chicago was able to do that. You know, all these shows were, we didn't have that. The people who were in the building were the ones who knew the show. There were a couple who didn't and, and they came back like Afra Hines, who was, uh, yeah. they were in, they were in rehearsals and teching for funny girl. She came and did the show that week that I went on for fate. She did the evening shows. She couldn't do the matinees because she was in rehearsal at open jar. So we had That's a couple insane. of, and uh, Jordan Dobson, who was doing, he's, uh, he's doing the Neil Diamond show thing now. And they were, he was doing mm-hmm. another show. Was he, was it that he was doing something at paper mill. So he was, he was able to, to do some of the shows because Eve, Eva and Reeve were both out a portion of, there was something, something, something crazy went on. I can't remember what it was, but so he was able to come back and do some evening shows. So it really was like anyone we had that was able to, they were, they were being called in. Wow. But they were, they That's just, insane. they just, there just weren't that many people. So. And then is it just like, you're on stage like, Oh, Hey, it's you. Okay. Like, <laughs> it's you're, you're like, Oh, oh opera is opera tonight. Opera tonight. Great. Okay, cool. 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 There she is on stage. <laughs> we got it. We did it. Yes. Well, on that, that note, let's insane. play, let's play a game. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, I have two stacks of Lights of Broadway show cards in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I created a little game called Living It Up on Top of the Deck. (laughs) Uh, So basically, this stack is entirely Mm -hmm. just shows. 
So I'll shuffle it when it is your turn. Say when. Whoever is on. Oh, it's all shows except Bobby Cannavale. Let's put him in the right stack. (laughs) Um, All shows when it's your turn. Whoever is on the top of the deck. Bobby Cannavale can be in any stack he wants to be in. Amen. When it's your turn, you'll get the show that is on top of the pile. And uh, tell me where it should live. So your perfect version of that show, whether it is like a live cap that you can watch every afternoon in your living room, whether it's like a small teensy regional production you'd like to see over and over again. But tell me like your perfect version (laughs) of that show. And if you want, um, you can also pull some actors to cast your show. Ooh, great. I love it. All right, Brian, do you want to go first? Sure, I would love to. Okay, I'm going to shuffle. You tell me when. Uh, when? The color purple. Um, the color purple. You know, we had such a magnificent... We saw the revival together. Um, we had such a magnificent time. I love the Spielberg movie. Um, uh, and, and, and the book is spectacular. But we had such a, I'm just thinking about the different mediums I've experienced it in. Um, And that experience of the revival with the two of you was truly spectacular. So I would relive that. I would, I would get a time machine and relive that night over and over again. Oh, it was so fun because then we saw the cast perform at uh, Broadway session that night after. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Which it was so just good. like after like having that whole revival cast belt your face off for two and a half hours. It's not just belting your face off, but like emotionally belting your face off. So like you're crying too. And then you go to like the yeah. after hours show where they all get to like just riff and sing whatever they want. Like it was just like literally I had no face by the end. Like it was <laughs> completely gone. Yeah. That was the first and, you all got to witness how I sob into a scarf. That yeah. I oh, that's right. I'm crying too hard. <laughs> Always wear um, a scarf to the theater. It's a tissue. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to pick any actors or actresses from the pile because I'm just very happy with what we did. Because I think we also saw Heather Headley, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. had already taken over. So yeah. like that, that was just like, there was magic in that room. And uh, from the moment... It was to, like she had just taken over, I feel like. So it was like fresh and excited. Yeah, so... That that's my answer for the color purple. That night, I would just I would I would relive that night over and over again. That's nice, solid. Kevin, would you like a turn? Yes, please. All right. What if I was like, can I let me pick some actors that I would see the show with and replace you two? Replace your memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have friends swings. Um, <laughs> when. <laughs> Like, right, oh, Kevin. Kev- Kevin, I'm sorry. I know I said we'll get drinks with you, but tea is on for you tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tea, is, tea, is, tea is going to cover for you tonight. So it's fine. Don't worry. No, it's don't. all right. Don't worry about it. You don't have to show up. <laughs> all right, Kevin. Uh, tell me where Shrek the Musical should live. <sighs> Shrek the Musical. Okay. I, I I adore this show. I think it's lovely. I think everybody who hasn't seen the live cap on Netflix should watch it because it's just so fun and great. I think though that Shrek the Musical should live in a like an outdoor regional venue like the Muni, but not as grand. And I want this is I don't know why, like but in I feel a like swamp? 
No, like actually in like a, like a regional theater, but I want it to be like a small kind of like lower tier muni where like the leads are being played by husband and wife who just had a massive fight right before the performance. Because I feel like that show is so silly, but like they have so many moments where they can be like silly mean to each other, that it would be so funny to watch two people who are actually angry play through that show. <laughs> So like that's what I want. You, you know that energy of like a smaller town regional theater where oh, there's a yes. husband and wife who like yes. everybody loves and they start every show. So like to see that couple that everyone loves like fighting their way through Shrek, especially when they're maybe not the perfect type for either role, but because they're like the darling of the regional theater. Like that's how I want to see Shrek. Yes. <laughs> I love that answer. I, I once saw a Fantastics production where clearly they didn't like each other, and what a layer it added to that. I'm telling you, those oh, things are so oh. great. My goodness. T, would you like a turn? Yes, please. Okay, tell me when. Oh. Uh, when? Where should Hello Dolly live? In my heart forever. Um, <laughs> one, because I wish that I'd seen this version of it. I'm going to say it's going to, it's going to live in, in the, the Pearl Bailey revival. Oh yeah. At, yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would love to have, to have seen that live. Yeah. yeah. Hop in my time machine with me. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Let's do I'll it. go. I'll we, go. We, we, we can bring we we can bring the swing cap the swing for Kevin as well. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say I thought <laughs> I was supposed to hop in your time machine. <laughs> yeah, <No? I'm> saying, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I show up. Yeah, I show up to have drinks with Brian, and he hands me the insert that says yeah. that you're on. <laughs> it's yeah. written yes. on the bar on the chalkboard outside where they've written the specials. Yeah, or at this performance. <laughs> yeah, or it's like you know at when you go dinner. see. Yeah. You know, when you go see a show and they hand you an insert at the end of the show because they don't want to like ruin one of the surprises of the show. Like, I feel like we get back from it already. I'm like, oh, hey, Kevin, you got replaced two hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, do you remember seeing uh, the Titus Andronicus show? What was that called? Oh, uh, the one where they clean up after Gary. Gary. And then there's like, a kick line of men at the end. And as you're leaving, you have a playbill that has everything, but as you're leaving, you get just a one sheet with all of the bios of the kick line of men at the end. Cause that's yep. what they didn't want to ruin. Yep. That's what <laughs> I mean, Kevin, uh, Kevin, we've also been to a show. Uh, oh, three sisters, right? Yep. That had one. And then uh, did I see Blackbird with you? That had one too. Ah, uh, and that, that incredible play we saw at the W theater. Um, about those four girls, Kimberly, you and I saw it, I think. Oh, that was you and I about uh, something about like a seance for Pablo Escobar. Yeah. It was, uh, that's not what it was called, but something like that. But there was like a, they, that was a surprise one because like they were trying to do a seance to bring Pablo Escobar back. It was these four like rebellious teenage girls. I don't know. It was oh, yeah, amazing. It was only them in the playbill. So then at the end, they t- oh no, at the end they gave you the script. At the end, they because gave you the, like, the end was in Spanish. So I think at the end, they gave you like the translation. Yeah. The oh, ending wow. scene, they literally like 
like the ghost of Pablo Escar comes back, spoiler, and he has an entire monologue in Spanish <laughs> and it's gorgeous. But then as you're leaving, they gave you the English translation. And it was so fascinating to leave. And like, it was already a play I wanted to talk about. Like afterward, it was one of those yeah. like really starting conversation plays. But because of that, you like went, it like was almost like they gave you a worksheet of like, here's how to discuss this without being obnoxious oh, about it. Like it was what really. What shows a, gave you like reading questions? I'm such a nerd that I'm just like, <laughs> I would love a discussion question at the end. <laughs> um, fun fact, a lot of them do. If you reach out to whoever, this is fun for everybody who's listening. If you reach out to whoever the group sales agent is of record, you can find that on the website of the, of the Broadway show. But if you reach out to the group sales agent of record, most shows have created like worksheets that they can make available to oh, schools like students. or educational programs. That's cool. So if you ever wanted to just for your family to do that and having a cool conversation with your whoever, you can reach oh out God. to them and they can often make that those materials available. I'm going to be the most annoying mom that hands my kids a worksheet after we get out of the theater. I'm like, you did well. You sat nicely. You didn't open your candy. Here's the questionnaire. Yes. <laughs> Or, or if you're the usher, when you see people coming in, you're like, you look like you're not going to understand this. Here's the worksheet for you. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead and oh, yeah, yeah. And oh my goodness. Yes. Or we've all been to it. We've all seen a show where you understood the nuance, but as you're walking out, you're hearing like some older patrons or some like, out of town patrons were like, Oh, can you believe? And they say like an outlandish theory. That's not what you just watched at all. Like those people would be great yeah. if the usher would grab them and be like, here, this is actually what you just saw. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. My favorite yeah. is like, I think they were the same actress. Like, Oh, I love, when they, I love the that. Point of the movie, point of the musical. Yeah. We saw her in Millie. You absolutely did not. I did not. You did not. She was never in Millie, but thank you. For that. <laughs> I love those moments where you're like, no, that is absolutely not who you're talking about. <laughs> That's my favorite. All. <laughs> all right. I would like a turn. Someone say when. When. Okay. Follies. Uh, Follies, I feel like, should just live in a dream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. An aug- a hot August fever dream. <laughs> hot August fever dream tonight. It'll yeah, be yeah. my dream tonight. Um, nice. No, it should live in like a small town that has a theater that's kind of falling apart, but like the town wants it to come back, and so just every night follies appears for anyone who uh. might be passing through. Yes, I'm down with that. Now, who yeah, would you? It's like Brigadoon, but Follies. Oh. Like you, you're like on a road trip and you're weary, and it's like there's Follies next door. I love you that. You just hear the overture from your hotel room. I'm still here. Look <laughs> <laughs> who's here. I love that. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh. And, what and was then the it's the, the same game? couple from the Shrek. Oh, yeah, the same Shrek <laughs> couple. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's that town. It's that town. <laughs> it's also a theater. Uh, that game was called Limited Up on Top of the Deck. Yes. And are you the dance captain for Death of a Salesman? I am the associate movement director for Death of a Salesman. That's yes. cool. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I, mean, I, I, you, you, the three of you have to see it together. No, no covers, no swings for Kevin. The three of you have to see it. It is going to be 
spectacular. I uh, I have to tell you, like Wendell Pierce is is one of one of the great actors of our time. He's he's amazing. Mm-hmm. As you are going to you are going to be blown away by the chemistry between he and Shara and D. Clark. They are they are just phenomenal together. That's amazing. So I, we, I read such She's amazing so things when it was over there. And I, the moment they announced it coming here, I was just like over the moon. I love that show. I love Wendell Pierce. She won the Olivia, yeah. I believe. Right. And like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just, what a, what a, what a treat that we get to see this here. Yeah. And the thing is, and also like, and it's not just they're, they're re they're rehashing and re-rehearsing and just going to put what they did in London back up. They're really, they're reworking. They're still, they're oh still, God. they're still re re readdressing like what these scenes are what the relationships are and 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 finding new moments so it it's not even going to be just the the restaging or a revival of what they did in in london it's it's going to be its own it's its own brand new version of the show which is really amazing i mean the the entire yeah. cast the ensemble i mean it's 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 phenomenal you're, you're going to love it that's awesome well, on that I'm note, excited. that does bring us to the end of our episode. Um, thank you so much for taking the time joining us. We, you've just you just conveyed just how busy you are, and to spend time with you, like we really appreciate it, and you hanging out with us. Um, um, we end every episode with a quote. A pleasure. Of course, yeah, of course. Um, uh, our quote today is: How often is someone concerned with the tiniest bit of your life? Concerned with whatever you feel and whatever you touch? Look over there. Look over there. Somebody cares that much. Um, from uh, uh-huh. Lacage. Um, hmm. Thank you for joining oh, that us. Was, that was very sweet. Goulet! Goulet! Where can people find oh, you? I should have told, told you that story. Ooh. Next time. No, okay, yeah. let, me, let me do it quickly. Okay. Yeah. That is a great quote. So we're at uh, end, end, end his first show on at Lacage. He, re- he replaced uh, Daniel Davis, blah, blah, blah. That's another story I'll tell you later. He's on stage. We just finished the big scene. We're getting to the finale of the show. He's backstage. The curtain comes in. His microphone is still on. And he says, is this fucking thing still on? Out through the entire audience. <laughs> Where everybody, everybody backstage like this. That's yes. amazing. The answer is He's, yes. Uh, the answer so is good. yes, Mr. Goulet. Your microphone, <laughs> oh. your microphone is still on. Oh, I have. I, I just realized I saw that productive. The 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 davis and beach production yeah. i saw i saw that original cast i was i, I realized that i yeah. had probably have your uh uh your mm-hmm. your uh playbill yeah. over here yeah it was it was, it was it, and I, I know i know our time is up it was it was a great production again we'll we'll have to we'll have to have another full call called just about that back and forth between Daniel and Gary and just how unfortunate that was. But at when that happened, I was at Pastis one night, the old location and Fran yeah. Dresser was there. And we, a couple of the casuals, we were there and we were saying hello to her. And she comes, she comes over to her. She's like, so tell me about Daniel. What's going on? We're like, <laughs> oh, you know, we're like, oh, you know, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> Fran wanted the tea. Well, let's just say they, they got it. Yeah, they cleaned his dressing room out after a Sunday matinee. Like he left the theater, they cleaned it out. He never went back to the theater. It was that kind of wow. Oh wow! wow. wow. Yeah. Ooh, well, ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, you can. Where can we? Where can we find you? Where can we find T on uh, social media? Uh, T Oliver Reed uh, on at Instagram on Twitter. Uh, T Oliver Reed on Facebook as well. I think. 
Amazing. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, you can find us. Find. At, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us at Broad Wasted on all social media, uh, Facebook group, join our Patreon, lots of fun stuff going on there. And then of course um, you can um, find us wherever you get podcasts, including Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate and review us there. Five stars. Five stars, please. And thank you. Um, we really can't thank you enough for, for spending time. You're such a delight. Um, we we are we cannot wait to see Death of a Salesman. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, like you you must go see Hades Town. You, you, you it truly is, must. It is a bucket list, must-see show. I saw it on tour and on Broadway. Like it doesn't matter where you see it. Don't think that one production is lesser than another or better than another one because that is not the case. They are both spectacular productions with spectacular artists telling a spectacular story. So um, please go see Hades Town wherever Hades Town is to be seen. Um, thank you again so yes, much, y'all. We really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Oh, zoo zoo zoo. <laughs> Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.